Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've we're still the listener suggestions are still heating up. We've we've covered a couple already. Um, so uh, my uh, partner Zev Chris, um, as a very cruel joke, mm. um, suggested the topic of moving. As an, <laughs> as an idea to hang. Um, like human movement. Yeah, yeah I'm interested <laughs> in that. Um, <laughs> this has come up because I'm um, moving cities. Um, also, a funny one. So, uh, I assume. Is that, is that yes, yeah. But although the aforementioned Zev, I think, um, has too much skin in the game to cavalierly put this out because they've moved house and city more than most people that I know. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, or, uh, you know, a, a, a I think they're a the living only people that can throw those sorts of potentially, stones, though, you know, like, a, yeah, as a living flashpoint for the ideas around why and how people move. Yeah, sweet. Um, do you are you proposing that because you earnestly want to? I think it's I think it's a good idea, but you do you have any, did you have any things we could you know there's we're going to do a thousand episodes of this, so do you have any? Uh, other thoughts around? Well, no, the only thing that came up for me, I was like, Nintendo, when are we going to talk about Nintendo? Because I want to see where that is versus Sega, but <laughs> not really like... Um, <laughs> Feels cruel since, you know, like it's... Nintendo the owns Sega now. Yeah. Is that why? Um, do you want to do... Did you want to do games? No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet, Nick. No. Um, yeah. It's performative sweetness. Moving, so... Uh, 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 we're talking about not living where you're from. Yeah, like like specifically, um, yeah, specifically. Let's let's say leaving the place that you uh, originate. Okay, all right, let's go. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. There's lotion, there's lotion. There's sometimes commotion, sometimes locomotion. Rank ideas. Take it to the bank, ideas. All right. Welcome to Rank Ideas, the podcast. The podcast. There are others, but uh, I, I don't listen to them. This is the only podcast that I know about and will acknowledge. And um, and thank goodness, because it's the only one that ranks all human ideas on an ever-growing list uh, from good to bad. On a long enough timeline, who's to say we might end up ranking all other podcasts that exist? I'll rank them right now for you. <laughs> Here's a free kick. Ah, <laughs> oh, mercy. Um, so, uh, I've uh, cruelly put forward the concept of moving. Yeah. Um, so I feel the other reason I thought this might be fun yeah. is because I is because of how compromised I am from you know in terms of how solidly over at my end of the spectrum I am. So um, I grew up in Broken Hill, mm-hmm. which is a town on the sort of um, it's sort of entryway to the Australian Silver outback. Town, isn't it? It's the Silver City. Silver City. Silver City. Um, it's yeah, my, mining town. Um, sort of yeah, sort of where the outback starts if you're coming in from the um, east coast. And uh, I lived there for the first 18 years of my life. And then I moved to Canberra, sort of slapdashedly following my high school girlfriend. Uh, that part didn't work out, but living in Canberra definitely did because I've been here for 20 years. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's great here. And um, yeah, so I've moved exactly once mm-hmm. and lived in exactly two places. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's your vibe around that, Chris? Um, what's my experience? Or yes. Yeah, so I was, I was born in Woden Valley Hospital, mm-hmm. which is now Canberra Hospital. And then... Um, I moved when I was four to Melbourne, uh, where I stayed until I was 15. Then I moved to Canberra. Then I moved back to Melbourne when I was 16. Then I moved to Canberra when I was 18. Then to Manchester when I was 21. Then to back to Melbourne, over to next, back to Canberra then. And then, oh no, sorry, I was in Hungary, Budapest for a while then. Then Canberra, then Brisbane. In Canberra, yeah. So I've moved around, and, and that doesn't account for the number of times I've moved um, within those places as well. But I guess yeah. that's not really the that that's not doesn't really 
Not yeah, factor not, into what we're talking about here today. We're talking about, I guess, a wholesale change of yeah the idea the idea life, of the con- community location. Yeah, the, the thing that for better or for worse, like, seems to be a big it's it seems to be a potent concept for people. It seems to be a concept that people grapple with and mm-hmm. that, that looms large in people's minds. The idea of um, the idea of moving, you know, whether it's cities or countries, the idea of of making a big upheaval to something that is, I guess, is just a really central part of um, human experience, which is your home base, like. Yeah. yeah, and it's quite a traumatic thing. That well, I don't think it's too flippant. It's, it's described as one of the really stressful things that you will do in your life. For many people, it's yeah, it's traumatic. And um, uh, I think my first thoughts on the idea of moving is it's completely essential. I would hate to hate the idea that you would have to be where you were, where you drew your lot. Like yep. you know, you drew a straw. That's where you, that's where you are. Bad luck. Because I think it's really important to, um, as you engage with the ideas that resonate with you in life, to be able to to bounce them off different surfaces and and ex- experiment with your time and life and find what um, where you feel best placed. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's really important to to go around and and I also similarly um, think that people massively massively undervalue uh, the true benefit that they get from being in their home culture and home society and and whether that's one um it doesn't have to be the town that you're from or something but mm. uh, it, it can it can be one that you build but uh, over years but i think it's um it's something i see repeatedly because we're so mobile these days in a way that previous generations weren't exactly you always see people you know going off and living you know uh, in berlin for a couple of years or you mm. know any just places that are so far flung and would and would be not so common um in the past for people to go to especially from australia mm. um and i think that in making those calls people yeah re- really radically undervalue um the close connections that they have in their home life and familiarity of systems and and the benefits that flow from that and and often can find themselves isolated and struggling to rebuild them yeah I, um, it's interesting. So, I mean, obviously the first most potent thing you say there is, yeah, I mean, imagine like it's, I like that you've jumped straight to imagine a world where you couldn't move. And I mean, that's mm. pretty, obviously, yeah, you need, you need, a, you need a world where that mobility is possible. Yep. The idea, like if it's interesting, right? Cause the thing you're saying about, uh, I guess what you're implying is the ability to go somewhere to gain an appreciation for the place that you've come from. And interestingly, like, a huge chunk of human narrative seems to be largely about that. Like mm, so, yeah, so yeah. many story, countless stories, perhaps the majority of stories at least have as part of their component, the idea of um, a person like a, uh, a character who feels the need to escape their, um, you know, the loca- their home location where they start their point of origin. And then and the hero is rarely static. Yeah, it's the the and and not only that, but often the hero's sense of the thing of the change they need to make in life is that they need to get they need to go out into a into a different they need to yeah. find a different world, and off often the story is about them uh, finding that new world, having adventures there, having good times, bad times, but also ultimately returning home and finding an appreciation for that, yeah. which I think um, is potentially great, potentially insidious in other ways. Obviously, the idea of um, Appreciating your home culture as uh, as your most comfortable uh, situ- situating point is has has it great has terrible cost with that. Yeah. Yes, um, and you know, th- like to me, obviously, for certain people, 
you know, uh, just because of the conventions and ground rules of where they're born versus who they are intrinsically, mm. the idea of getting out and being somewhere else is just completely life and death essential. Yeah. Um, the other thing, um, but yeah, the other thing that pops up instantly hearing me talk, like hearing us talk about things like moving, forget about overseas, even to other towns and the idea of the upheaval and the trauma mm -hmm. is uh, the thing I instantly think of is the class element. And maybe this relates personally to me and I'm going to um, slide over into travel for a second, which isn't the same topic. Yeah. It has to be ranked separately, but it kind of relates a bit. Yeah. Um, I So growing up a place like Broken Hill, which is um, mostly like it's, I was, I grew up around mostly working class people and I was income level, um, my uh, parents were more middle class. And so I grew up basically thinking I was wealthy and rich. So, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up feeling a lot of, um, I didn't have a lot of conscious, a lot of class consciousness other than, but I sort of did because it, you know, a lot of it was my sense of like, oh, um, my family, life for me and my family is different to most people that I'm around in a way that as a little kid, I couldn't articulate. It was just yeah. a kind of vague sense of the possibilities. So it didn't occur to me until a couple of years ago that I do have, there are some sort of mental limitations that I've had to grapple with that have, that have been restrictive on my life um, as coming out of a, an environment of more working class ideation. And part of that is the idea of moving and traveling, like is a more restricted idea to me that I've had to grow out of. Like I didn't do a lot of, I didn't do any overseas travel independently until I was 30. I uh, didn't do a lot of, like for me, the idea of um, taking a bunch of time off work and going on a holiday is like a fraught idea. And yeah, just yeah I can't wait to rank a holiday because yeah. I, I, I think that the, the way we've sort of commoditized luxury travel is yeah. really uh, gross. But also, but, yeah. But, that's, but, uh, but um, what, what are the elements that are in that that are related to moving that, that you're looking at? The idea of the idea of possibility and escape, I think. The idea of, um, the idea of change. Like I feel like the more, mm -hmm. the more available the idea of your circumstances being a thing that can radically change is to you and your upbringing, um, the more, the more that moving seems like a tenable thing. Which, yeah. And it's, it's, it's more about that than the amount of dollars you have in your account or the amount of stem and drang it would take to leave your current circumstances for another one. But I think fundamentally, I think there's a, there are class factors that play uh, into people's ideas of what they can ways, do. Though. I think they cut both ways because um, I find the people who are from, um, I guess, the class that we associate with having the material wealth to access travel easily, mm. um, which I'm also, uh, you know, not... It's a bit, a bit anathemic to me from how I grew up. Um, but I think that um, the people that do that often are those who um, are in smaller societies in some way because of the comfort or, 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 um, or more uh, closer connected... Com what, do I, what do I mean? Basically, I'm just imagining that... I, I know a lot of people who haven't come from that... Um, that ex haven't had the opportunities to have that be an accessible option, but are consequently really resourceful and um, uh, interested in being outgoing and forging new connections when they're in those environments. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's a class factor or not. It may maybe I think it, I, I think it's intersectional, and yeah, I think that it's there's, hard to measure. These it's things. hard to measure, but yeah, it's just a thing that it's a thing that I feel responsible to bring up. And the um, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting, right? Because um, growing up in a place like Broken Hill, which is a relatively isolated community. Um, there's a lot of people who live and die their whole lives there and feel completely in their minds it's their active choice that they're, yeah, that they're yeah. wanting to do. Um, there's also an interesting little mini population there of people who have moved there from places that are just radically different to there yeah. and um, 
Yeah. Is there an escapist element? Because I know that a lot of a lot of places in regional Australia you find you find you definitely escapees. have you definitely have escapees, and then you have my favorite little mini population in my favorite cohort in Broken Hill. There's mm. like a, a weirdly high uh, percentage of just uh, women of a certain age from like European countries or um, right, yeah, who just who are single and are iconoclastic in their sort of vibe, artsy. Um, and you know, like, uh, maybe even, you know, maybe even generally sort of conflict comfortable who kind right. of, you, who, who it's move fun for them to be there, who moved to Broken Hill and will constantly, t the common to most of them is their assertion that Broken Hill is the best place in the entire universe. Wow. Yeah. Oh, take me there. It's interesting, right? Because, you know, it's a union, it's like a, it's a super unionist, like mining town, mm -hmm. like it's mega, um, regressive and conservative in a lot of ways quite you know relatively progressive compared to a lot of other parts of the outback in the bush but mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's not yeah it's not intuitive that it's a place that people like that would love but it yeah. seems like an interesting melting pot of yeah of factors i mean sometimes my my conjecture is that some of these uh people the the fact that they that they get to be a slight uh a, a presence that brings frisson to the place is part of what they enjoy yeah of course you know that there's a huge novelty yeah i mean yeah you're not getting that thing Back in Rome or whatever. That's right. So it's but, but yeah. We, uh, let, we're talking about moving here, like yeah. You know, you moved from there. I and would you move back there? Mm, people ask me that a lot. I, Do they? And yeah, I'm not sure why. Maybe just because it's a place. Something that, to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> they they're just bereft of any other. They're not thought, interested in your real what, life. What can I possibly? What am I going to say now? Oh Nick's God. still here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, <laughs> maybe if I introduce the idea of him leaving, <laughs> <laughs> would you move back to Broken Hill, Nick? Um. Right now, next ten uh, minutes, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I doubt it. I think um, I was probably a relative, um, rel on the scale on on the spectrum. I'm probably closer to that case of someone who, to be actualized in terms of who I was, probably had to come uh, somewhere where there was more people um, and a slightly like a dis yeah, and a more specific a discourse that was more specific, specifically rich in stuff that I was passionate about and interested in. I. I think like I'm just thinking about my own situation here because this topic's come up because I'm moving. I'm currently like before the basketball game that I um, played before coming here. Um, I'm in boxes, you know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm packing a car. Um, I find it a really difficult one. It's one that I really struggle with, mm. and and um, because I moved around in so many unpleasant situations as a kid, even just the act of packing up stuff is really hard. Like mm. it's 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 uh, embarrassing to say, even just thinking about it. Like I take like you know uh, i'll do like 10 minutes or something and then i like take an hour break because i just can't I so there's something about it i can't even um consciously engage with the the emotion or what it, whatever it is that's going on but yeah. it's, it's a difficult one for me and so much so that uh, it used to be that even conceiving of being in a different place even though i did it routinely all the time i couldn't mm. autonomously um drive that in the past and i'm glad to be able to do that now i think like i think the idea that moving is is inherently bad, I, I don't like. But I do, I do. There is certainly something in um, people undervaluing their present world because in, in this connected world of information, which of course we've always been in a connected world of information, but it's sort of hyper, hyper. So now, there's like nowhere has everything. You know, no matter you, sure. no one gets to live a life where they get everything. Yeah. You know, you could live in New York and act. You know, you could see the, the greatest acts and you know be a part of the hugest scenes and you know 
work within them and and you know be a hot shot but you you know you, you know you, you live in a tiny flat and it kind of smells exactly exactly and and you can live in the country and know everybody and like but you don't get something you know like you to create something if you want something to be happening in certain spheres or yeah. you don't get access to certain um ideas or foods or wh- whatever it is like there's just there's just nobody gets to have everything mm. and um and i think that the allure of something of the things that are missing in your life like you know if thing if not if not everything's going well in your life which of course for most of us it, it isn't mm. the allure that um it's because you're in of, of the idea that it's it, you're in the wrong place. You're doing. You just need to make a couple small changes, mm. and everything will f- fall into your place. Because that's where this happens, or th- that's where this is, and that's what I've been missing. Means that you massively discount the benefit of the things that are in your life that that bring you value. Mm. And, and like, there's that. I mean, you know, we we talk a bit about happiness on this podcast inevitably because we're looking at you know ideas that serve uh, what what are you know a, a rich human lives, and happiness mm. is a big part of that. Gratitude is the is always the big one. If people sure. are grateful for the things in their life, and you know you, you know what you can be grateful for, um, you can be grateful for the the fish that are in the river around the corner and you can be grateful that grandma lives up the hill you know that those are things you can be grateful just for just as much as you can be grateful for um oh i want a golden globe and get to work on these incredible projects you know like like i don't think that um i don't think it's the scale of what other people perceive to be as important achievements or important elements to have in your life that that are that matter um but i do think that um being able to understand yourself and put yourself in a situation where you can, uh, if you can have an honest appraisal of who you are and what you want, I think, um, which of course none of us can. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know to be able to go somewhere to find those things is is a is an important part of life. It's not the most important part of life. I think if if I found out tomorrow that you know oh. Um, Every, every mode of transport's been cancelled. You have to make do with the things that are in your own society. There would be a part of me that would be th- delighted and thrilled. Mm. I'd be like, wow, not only um, are we going to have to build in all the things that we get externally here because we can, but people are going to stay. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. in, in Ca- Canberra's an extremely transient population. Yes. And the hardest, what, I've been here on and off for that, that 14, 15 years now. And the hardest thing through that period has been like, I feel like every few years my closest friends will be somewhere else sure yeah it's interesting i mean having just been here for 20 years straight now and mm. you know like I'm, i mean on the one hand i'm someone who moved away from the place i uh originated and never went back mm-hmm. um so maybe it's it's easy for me to say because i don't have that general um i don't have that neuroses or that love-hate relationship thing to process between like my origin point that a lot of people have like mm-hmm. people people who move away and then come back and they dealing with their complex feelings around that i don't have that at the same time you know i'm also clearly evidently i'm a nester you know i'm someone yeah. who um whatever else i might be thinking about uh doing you know because i've thought about the i think i ideate about living in another place yeah. all the time and i potentially will at one point but also i might be here the whole time and all the evidence of my actions is that i like to just drill into a thing look at the long-term possibility i like you know i'm someone who will, i'll look at the long-term possibilities of, of my current situation and how i can improve them and the resources maybe it's so alien to me maybe i'm just maybe i'm just limited in a certain way where like you know to me the the things that the things that i can plan around are the tools in front of me and what i can do with them and the relationship in front of me plus mm. i just i um i've just life for me has to be about patience because i just don't i've never had the i've never had the the leveraging tools um, that allow for things to happen fast or quickly. 
um, in my life. So it's, uh, yeah, like to me, anything I've ever gotten has been about just, just keep turning up to this one thing and do the, you know, just drill away. And um, obviously there's, you know, um, there's this weird insidious, like almost cheaty power of just being the last person standing in a certain situation. Or once you become, oh, yeah. once you become the senior, once you become perceived as a senior figure in a situation, like the amount of, um, your hands end up on the levers, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a quote from, I think, Kurt Cobain, where like, you know, we weren't the best band of the scene. We just we just stayed together the longest. There you go. And mm. so, yeah, I think about, um, uh, yeah, the amount of um, times. And, you know, also it's the, and, you know, this might be a good thing this or a bad thing about me, but like when I take things up, I, you know, I commit to things, you yeah. know, in a sort of like once, if I take something up, I don't give it up. I don't give things up easily, mm-hmm. um, which obviously has its limitations. You also don't take things up easily, I've, I would say. Not, not lightly. Which, which I think, I think those things are, yeah. they're, they're good traits in tandem. It's because I, it's because I know it's like, if someone's mm. like, oh, Nick, do you want to get into this? It's like, well, for me, that means that there's a certain totality that I would bring to that. So I'm not going to just, I can't just, I can't do that mm-hmm. unless, um, I, unless I really feel like I can and I want to. Um, but yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, uh, I've definitely had the weird, definitely had that specificity of experience of, you know, so many of, I mean, in a place like Canberra, so many of my friends have left, yeah. so many of them come back as well. And yeah. I mean, this is really jerky to say, but the time for me between, like someone moves away for two years and they come back, on my time scale, from my perspective, it took no time. They'll yeah. be like, so I'm back. I'll be like, oh yeah, you Where left. Where were you? Oh yeah, yeah I forgot that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. in a way that makes me feel. Um, and so there's almost a sort of, there's a relaxation when people like it's, it, people like I got to I got to go, which obviously we're acknowledging is a big deal, right? And I'm like, I yes, performatively I'm doing that. That's one really nice thing for me in this move. I I don't feel like um, for the first time in conceiving of I don't feel like there's a divorce from the regular things that I really love here. I mean, there's a couple things that I uh, have to give up because I just by virtue of not being here, I'm not going to get the million small exchanges with various things that I love a lot. But mm. at the same time, like Burmese curry. We can you can just uh, say there's no vegan stuff there. It's true. Yeah, which is sad. So I already had divorced that. No, it's actually to be honest, it's it's more. I've more meant you getting to watch Jeff inhale his plate of Burmese curry. No one eats as quick as Jeff. He's so fast. It's, yeah, I think it's loveless as well. <laughs> I think it has to be. You have to be. You have to be. You have to have a void where your heart should be. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to enjoy this. I just have to finish it quick. <laughs> that was good. Did you? How do you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but I think. Um, Another benefit of uh, moving in the current time, and particularly with my flexible lifestyle, is like the things that I love about here. They're still they're still here, like, yep. and I, I can still work with them and create them and move with them. I just will be also living somewhere else. The toughest part is we're going to have to work out how to how to record podcasts uh, mm. with us in two locations. Well, um, there's a phone channel on this mixing desk. Yeah, so you know that's I'll, okay. I'll just just yeah. I'm just, yes. You can't see this, but I'm just trying to smush my phone into the hole. It doesn't it's seem to work. It's an excellent visual gag. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you no, don't listen I'll to podcasts. For all you know, that's <laughs> that people do stuff like that all the time. Oh, really? Is that, is that a no. trope now? Yeah. Yeah. Will it is kind of a trope, it. the joke of like, it's just being like, it doesn't really, people saying it doesn't really sell because this is a podcast, but yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think I wore that joke thin just as a guest on ABC radio over the years. <laughs> like, you know, I can only imagine. Um, yeah. But being in different places, we can easily do this. Like, I'll still yes, be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think like I often think um, because because Canberra is a much maligned place um, in Australian society, and um, whenever I go home to Melbourne or back, you know, back to where I'm originally from, um, 
people are very critical of the idea that anyone would live here, particularly trying to be an artist. And 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 it's so funny to me because mm, you, you know, these people that live in these places, it's not like they are necessarily and automatically the Melbourne Comedy Festival and the you know and the, and the Australian Open and all these things in their life. Like you still have to prioritize those things to do yeah. them. And and from here, I feel like I've still had that rich life of going of like going to do the festival circuit. Yeah, like and work at it and have fun and you know, do shows and uh, and see ha- heaps more stuff than if I was living there and, um, you know, having a completely different life path, which is not to say, you, you, you know, life is just about choices anyway. Yeah. And I, I think that... Um, there are challenges to not living in a major metropolitan area, but mm. um, for us to practice, but it's funny. I mean, it's hilarious for me because there's someone who comes from, someone coming from a place like Broken Hill yeah. and people being like, oh, is there much opportunity for creative practice in Canberra? I'm like, what do you, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Canberra's a thriving cosmopolitan yeah. super center. For yeah, the arts compa- it's the compared metropolis, to, is it not? Yeah, <laughs> compared, compared to, you know, like I still remember moving here and being like, fuck, the big city, you know? Yeah. And, Were um, you blown away by food options here? Well, I mean, going on a place like Broken Hill, you just don't think about food that yeah. way. Like, well, I, I, it, it blew my mind the idea that food is a thing that people could be that engaged with. Obviously, I twenty years on, I cut my hair the other day, and she just was a couple of weeks in, and she and I was like, "How are you finding your time in Canberra?" Like, well, she she'd come from um, Burrawa. Yep. Uh maybe Cowra actually. Either way, up up sheep country. Yeah. And she um, she said, "Oh, I just didn't know how many types of food there were because." Like I'd that existed, I'd, yeah. I'd heard, I knew about Pizza Hut and I knew about KFC, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just didn't know there were other types of food. It just blew my mind. I just can't, couldn't even imagine a world. People don't imagine. Yeah, this is the thing. There's so many levels because you know people from Sydney and uh, Melbourne come here and they're like, oh, "Is there any good food?" And I'm like, "Look, I don't know how to plot things where you <laughs> plot them because again, I grew up like that person you were talking about. Like yeah. I, yeah. I grew up. You know, food was like there was takeaway or there was home cooked food that was you know just like this." The simplest, blandest version. Yeah. And also that was, I had no idea. I didn't know any better. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. And then I moved to Cameron, you know, like people, you know, people like eat this, Nick. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. It's like, it's a luxa. And I'm like, well, do people know about this? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. And then, and so now I encounter people with this level where it's like, oh, well, where's the good luxa? Oh, where's the big yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I, I, I will never, I will never I get, to, I'll never a, get to that. Bracket. I also think it's an age thing for us, like in Australia, because I feel like it's changed so rapidly um, from the time when we were in primary school, like the basic culinary fair that people yeah. would have access to. They're sort of exponentially. Like I remember it being like there would be people now who are in their twenties who would find it odd that at some point everyone would be like, "What sushi?" So you're telling me it's like I remember the first time people were hearing about yeah. sushi. It's like a raw fish. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that's yeah. such a novelty weirdo thing. And yeah. and you know also it was the norm. Um, as I'm sure it still is in many parts of Australia, where if you go to a Chinese restaurant, you get cutlery instead of chopsticks and things like that. And this is, I think... Or they ask you if you could use them. And, you know, and obviously, so for, so this this highlights one of the classic, um, you know, maybe one of the most obvious and smooth brains arguments in favour of moving somewhere, mm. which is just similar as an, as an argument for travel, which, again, we rank separately, which is the idea of perspective shift or perspective opening, which unless you're really invested in, like, Flowers for Algernon as the text for modern living, is, um, <laughs> is you know, is generally considered to be a good thing, you yeah. know? And... Um, uh, yeah, the yeah the idea of crossing these thresholds of um, I'm pretty confident anyway to say that crossing thresholds of awareness into being like actually the world includes this, yeah. um, and actually um, the ways that people live include this. Um, this is so. This occurs to me. Um, I've at least one friend in my life who, um, in the time that I've known them, have had has had a lot of difficulty 
um, with relationships of all types, like mm-hmm. maintaining friendships, maintaining close relationships, mm-hmm. and and you know all the attendant problems with happiness and actualization in the world that comes with that. Um, just a personality that you know, and a lot of and you know this person has had a, had a hard life and a tough background, mm-hmm. and you know they they they're just someone who's considered hard to um, be in a friendship with um, by a lot of the people that they know and uh, have adopted that sense of themselves. And I remember a few years ago, I went overseas and just to Eastern Europe for a few weeks and um, had, and you know, I'm someone who is, uh, you know, I think when I'm here in Australia in my home context, I think of myself as someone who has relative ease uh, with um, socialization and relationships. Like I'm very fortunate to have, uh, to have a lot of friends, make friends easily, communicate well with the people with the relationships I have and be able to deepen them. I went to um, uh, Eastern Europe and all of my stats were flipped. Uh, mm. You know, mm. as uh, I spent three weeks just... Your jokes don't land. My jokes like, don't land. Yeah. My basic style of interaction isn't isn't comfortable for other people then. The yeah. way they're talking, I can't really match that thing that I'm usually good at here, which is just matching and mirroring. I, couldn't, yeah. I suddenly couldn't do it. Nothing disastrous, but it just didn't... There wasn't that... It's noticeable. Yeah, and it was sure. noticeable. And for me, it was stressful, you know, and made me feel quite lonely and isolated. And I sort of got a little bit more of the hang of it across the trip, but it took effort and work and I didn't feel like I nailed it. And the whole time I was there, I was thinking about my friend and thinking like, this is where he belongs. Yeah, right. I was like, right. I was like, all along, there's no, I was like, there's nothing wrong with him. He literally just lives in the wrong country. He's, he's Bulgarian. He's, exactly, yeah. And it's funny because he's like, as far as I know, his background is, uh, provenance is just Anglo-Australian. Yeah. But he, um, but yeah, it's everything about just his, the lens through which he views the world and his sensibility mismapped in our society mismapped in our society feel like it made sense over there yeah i literally went back and told him like you just need to move to this place wow and he and he was like he was he was like uh he's like i i can't i couldn't leave my dogs behind and i was like i was like okay i understand also this is you know you i'm right (laughs) but yeah it's um so that's interesting i found it it was interesting i found in because it's such a it's a stereotype that Australians go to move to England and then hang mm. out with other Australians, and or it's a, it, it, which is you have the micro uh, stereotype of Canberrans move to Melbourne and hang out hang with Canberrans. Canberra. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That yeah. geez, that is a that's uh, walking around in Brunswick, which is where I'm going to be living. I run into more Canberrans than people that I know from Melbourne. It's from it, my it's, 20 years it's that all the way down as well. People from Broken yeah. Hill move to Adelaide and hang out with other people is from it? Broken yeah, Hill. Right. But it's so, it's so funny because um, it's it's such a like stereotype. And I, I when I was in England, I mean, I wasn't even there to just be an independent wanderer. I was there um, with my English girlfriend and had her friendship network and everything. And I just found myself like a few months in taking the bus to to go to the Australian Rules training. Yeah. And there were a couple other Australians on their way and just chatting, and they were my closest friends the whole time there. Yeah. Which is, it's it's so interesting how it happened is because there is like, I guess all those um. The schema for the shorthand, you know, rules and styles of interaction and shared cultural experience for it's how you interact that is is just just makes it much richer. And um, I mean, also England can be quite a cold place for people who are not from there, um, sort of famous famously, I guess, um, mm-hmm. because there's a, a a larger presumed social distance than um, in many other societies on the planet. And it's kind of the opposite in America. Also, fe- British people, like if no one's ever mentioned it to you, you guys are just rude. I know you think <laughs> I know I know you think you're being things like dry. 
I know you think you're being dry. I know you think you're being wry. You're just being rude. Oh, I, I can't take this kind of conflict <laughs> from, from the Rank Ideas podcast. <laughs> There's so I'm, many of them. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pointing at our, I assume, vast wedge of British listenership. Yeah, I'll I'm, get the stats up. And I'm saying that you're a bunch of rude people. There could be three or four. You should... You should, you should Down to... Zero. You should communicate differently. <laughs> um, and then I found the inverse experience in uh, America, like where, you know, people are so, or at least my experience was they're so open to chatting and so friendly and like, you know, they'll argue, argue with you loudly about stuff, but there's no heat in the conflict that mm-hmm. lasts or anything. It's such a, yeah, you can really just chat to people. And, and I felt like I was the British person in that scenario. Yeah. And I'm a very outgoing person in our society. I have yeah. a very high appetite for interaction. Same, same. Well, you, for me, the, the basic thing in Eastern Europe was just the idea of there being much less taboo around, like, it's just not not the same value of agreeableness. Like, yeah, no, right. no taboo against um, uh, contradiction or conflict or confrontation around mm. issues and stuff, which obviously on paper, incredibly refreshing. I mean, let me let me put our Australian listeners in our sites for a little while. Austra- yeah, oh, Aust- easy to do. Aust- Australians, you're all way to um you you think that you're being agreeable but all of you are doing that you know how you all do that thing where you just say something kind of spicy and then the second the other person even makes a breath or a sound in response you'll be like oh no 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 yeah it's like the most australian thing i mean why do you do that think i need you to think about why you do that also no i need you to stop doing that i think i think i'm not sure if i said it in our podcast or not but i had a a few interactions in the last month like there was a maybe there was a period where once every few days the conclusion of whatever interaction I was having or a conversation with someone else would be like, oh, Anglo Australians, you know, like with a shaking head, like, mm. you know, there's the, where's the where's the emotional expression? Where's the just say it, just say the, yeah. the thing you're actually thinking or the truth or it's because it, it's a weird like it's an incredibly quick microcycle of repression and then um, yeah, really it's because this the expression comes out, but it comes out in the moment of oh no no, no. yeah it's, it's yeah. an expression which of, is awful it's an expression of like regret and anxiousness. It's like that what an awful thing yeah. to be your main. Uh, way of representing yourself in the world. And that's it. So what I'm saying is I only want Eastern Europeans to listen to the podcast until the rest of you have changed your behaviours. And they're going to have to up their English by moving all of their, to drag us back all on. Of the, all of their English was excellent from of my course, perspective. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. The, but yeah, I mean, it was funny, right? Because it was, you know, um, I had such a great... I had so much respect for the way that they would communicate because, I'd, uh, you know, a, a conversation would be like, I'd, they'd be like, so why are you here? You know, I was in Belgrade for most of the time. Why are you here? I was, and I'd be like, oh, I'm here to do this. And they'd be like, oh, that doesn't sound very good. And no, like, yeah. And I'd be like, oh. Germans are like that. I love them for <laughs> it's it. It's so great. Swiss as well. Oh. It'd be great. And they'd be like, you should do it more like this. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks yeah, oh, thanks oh. for that feedback. And then I'd be like, and then they'd be, and I'd be like, what do you do? And they'd be like, oh, I do this. And I'd be like, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm Australian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, worst. good, good, good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I have multiple friends from um, country Australia and their way of saying that something is bad is they will literally say, that's good. Mm. Like, that's how I know I mean, at saying least, it's bad. At least it's so... I mean, at least we're not a nation of good liars. Like, at least you always... Yeah. I mean, I mean, here's, I'll say this in your defence, fellow Australians. I always know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. I never don't know what you truly think. So... But FYI, if you... Yeah, I always know what you truly think. My partner's had multiple interactions with British people, like as business leads and um, they meet with them and then, you know, talk about what it is and they come back and like, I have no idea what it is they actually want. Is there, and, and then it turns out maybe it's nothing, but they were just, they didn't say it at any point mm-hmm. or like, yeah, yeah, even worse. So it couldn't even tell. Yeah. Awful trade. Terrible people. <laughs> True rudeness. <laughs> True rudeness. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. It's, um, in, it's in the suite of rude behaviors. I think we've gone well 
off and around the topic, but I think we've lost all our listenerships just from our digression from a many nation. No, um, I think it's been a nice conversation. I um, do too. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're great like that. Um, I just obliged. Um, <laughs> great, Nick. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, moving, let's rank it. Yeah, I I think it's really, I think it's important. I think there is a real element though where it's a misunderstood um, appeal, and I I want to reiterate that. Um, the 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 consumptive fantasy that moving is a panacea to many of your problems yes. is is overly subscribed to and weirdly overly subscribed to considering as we said before most like most human narrative is trying to tell us that lesson again and again in yeah. a way that shows that it's a thing that people that we seem to want to learn yeah. on one level but then refuse to learn because of the allure the idea of the magic bullet um and yeah i mean and look obviously the other thing i would highlight is that it's just just blanket it's just factually not available to all but mm-hmm. um obviously i think we can use the upvoting principle in the idea that the more other um this the the more better traits that we upvote on the list the more circumstances will allow for the for the better version of moving to exist. Yeah. So I, I, this is this is a high up one for me. I think. Cool. Um, is there a is there a specific spot? Is no, it nothing that comes to mind. So story, it's not as good as story. Generosity, not as good. No authority. What's under authority? Immortality. You're not going to put it above. I'm not. I'm not going to put no, it above. Immortality. You'd be. You would be Im- immortal in any version. I would from be memory. I would be immortal in trapped inside a fridge. Food in the fridge? Yes, of course. <laughs> well, we have to rank food. Oh, <laughs> do we have to rank? Eating, That'll be an interesting. Eating. Yeah, because food food just exists. Yeah, um, or maybe the luxury of like like um, editing your dining there so we that go. it's good. Even like, even diet. I was thinking about diet, diet. As, a, as an idea. Oh, um, yeah. What's under immortality? Oh, ones. Imprisonment. I think it's potentially better than that. What's under imprisonment? Sport. I think it's better than imprisonment and sport. As in that, yeah, the, 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 the ability to, I mean, mostly because like the idea of imprisonment. It's kind of, a, it's, they're related concepts. They're related, they're yeah, oddly yeah. comparable. And yeah. the idea of, uh, yeah, in a, in a world where there isn't, in the world where there isn't uh, the ability, because we're not, without this idea of moving, you don't, you, you still have the ability of free movement, but you are saying that people are, so you're saying that people are stuck at their point of origin in terms of they're stuck in their home. But in it's their an even higher culture. ideal because it's not yeah imprisonment. Okay, it's like a protecting from the the negative freedom of you know having your life taken or, yeah. or whatever. But with moving, there is that. But there's also um, actualization experience. Um, uh, yeah, I think a whole host of things that you know. And and for uh, the the one that we're probably being screamed at to talk about is the people who have to move from this original society by choice and don't get to navigate it in the way that they want yes um which is a common one you know like uh pe- people leaving oppressive regimes or that's um, and then you know not not being able to find that the new place how, how critically important it, it is for them is the most important thing but Hit, that's yeah st- that's still not that's still not a reason to put it high up but necess- on its own but here's, i think i think it's a, i think i agree with you in its placing here's why it's better than imprisonment imprisonment yep. is about being able to offer safety to mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. uh to the to your community and that's important mm-hmm. in a world where inevitably we, you can't offer perfect safety. Yeah, I want one thing I do want to be able to offer anyone in a society is this: the idea of it's like, okay, if the society you are born into, by dint of just who you are intrinsically, isn't safe for you, mm-hmm. you can leave and try and find a place that is. Yeah, that to me that that to me feels like an offer that exceeds even the critical offer of being able to offer of, of being able to. Um, 
offer people safety from the most gross abusers of, of their community. And that's not even the chief benefit of the um, the subject that we're talking about. Yeah. There are so many other benefits. That's it, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's great. So it ends up being really high. Yeah, that's great. That surprises me. But well, um, I, but if you think about it, it's not that surprising. You know, no. what's the main thing that humans have done throughout their whole existence? Yeah, it's true. Move for advantage. Move for advantage. Yeah. And everything and all the outcomes of that have been positive. <laughs> cool. All right, number five. Cool. Well, it needed to make the top eight for you to be allowed to to move uh, Is that towns. True? I yep. Didn't know so, that. Oh, so yep. So uh, I guess that's good. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, bad is that you have the power to stop me from moving, but we'll talk about that off air. Take care, everyone. Bye.